so welcome back after a little break we are going to continue on pay uh, with text 26 if I, if I remember well all right please start okay. if you love Christ you must keep the passion of rancor far from your soul you should on no account yield to feelings, feelings of hostility. Rancor lurking in the heart is like the fire hidden in the stalks of the dry flax. Rather, you should pray fervently for anyone who has grieved you, and you should help him if you have the means. By this action, your soul will be delivered from death, and nothing will hinder your communion with God when you pray. Thank you. Saint Theodorus the Great, um, he points to, um, or introduces another like barrier for our spiritual like effort for um, our spiritual growth, and it is hate which can be present in our heart. Now we have to understand that uh, if they are talking, if Holy Fathers are talking about hate, uh, they don't, uh, they, they mean something more gen sub subtle, you know, so smaller than, than we would think. Because if we talk about hate, it is really, we are talking about really big things which are filled with evil, um, and this some kind of most painful, powerful movements movements in our soul, and uh, we and which cause and and this hate is source of uh, very intensive anger against somebody. But holy fathers, they um, see, or maybe because of their maturity they are sensitive even to the smallest movements of our heart and um, and this this some kind of gentle movements which go, go against uh, our neighbors um, they consider this as a hate thoughts and um, and they are right because uh, we can uh, because real hate with this burst of anger with this intensity it's rare we don't experience it every day it's relatively rare for us but but every day there are a lot of these small movements especially when uh, somebody touches us with not kind of word activity or suggestion or uh, Somebody doesn't please us, pleases us, and uh, or goes um, crosses our will and forces us to change our thoughts. There are small wounds. Usually, there are gone. We think this is like moment that is gone, and we don't do anything with that. But those are movements in our heart, which. Um, seemingly are innocent and nothing and we conquered it very easily but in time of prayer 
many times these things are coming out. When we start to when we stand to prayer evening and suddenly we can see and this memory brings us this these moments and they're like flies who are flying around making noise and and they cause that that our attention is pulled away from God and to those things. And still it is not like movement of of anger. But these these moments are are really damaging our, our concentration, and um, they push us to some kind of state of self pity. Sometimes, sometimes to judgment, sometimes uh, to to uh, fantasies. You know. What, how we would change things, how we, how we are going to react next time when we meet with that person, or if we are in the, uh, that situation. So Saint Theodorus, um, in this text, he offers us two simple tools, how to protect ourselves before this hate, before these this movements of heart. And uh, the first thing is that uh, is prayer. When we pray for those who hurted us in some way, and uh, with this understanding that we did probably the same bad things to others without knowing. So, and and if these things are mind that we through prayer are praying those who were overcome by this passion somehow and and we are praying for them because we feel that we are in the same boat that the same thing happens to us too what happened to them uh, and how they reacted towards us probably reacted even something in the worst way to others so if i have this understanding that that uh, they just did to us what we did to others during the day. So this helps us to keep this, uh, this prayer like very um, sincere and deep and it leads us to uh, humility. And the second tool he mentions is, is doing good deeds if we have to those people who hurted us, if we have opportunity. And um, those two things can help um, somehow protect us against this negative influence of that, um, of that hate we experience or, or which fall upon us. And, and we have to be like, it came to my mind when we had meeting with our youth group first year uh, in our first parish. And um, we were talking about that if somebody hurt it, you so try to uh, make a good deed towards to that person. And um, there was one boy there, a teenager, 
And the next meeting that we had, he was saying a story. That he was sitting outside, you know, on the front yard, and he saw in distance um, a gypsy woman, and she was walking on path, you know, to, uh, close to, uh, towards their home, and he realized, oh, she was so nasty to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know exactly, they had some kind of discussion, and she was nasty to him, and she's, he thought, I realized I have to do good deed, so what can I do to her? And I, he said, I was looking at her, she looks so nasty. So he ran home, he took like a jar of water, and a mug of water, and, and when she was close, she, he ran towards her, and she, he was offering water to her. And she said, I don't want that. I, you must. I don't want. You must. I said, he told me, well, it didn't work well because he almost cursed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was funny, funny story. And I, in the end, I, he realized that he was like doing like funny thing. But, but at least it was nice that he was thinking about that. I know had a little boy or a young young boy. He was probably middle school or something like that. He said uh, he fought with his sister in confession. He said, "Well, for a penance, go home and do something nice for your sister, something unexpected." So the next time he came to to confession, he told the priest. The priest asked him, "Did you do that?" He goes, "Yes, I did." He said, "What'd you do?" He says, "I made her an ice cream sundae." What did she say? She looked at me and said, "What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> She thought it was a bribe. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> okay. The questions, or um, it's clear? All right. Is, is rancor mean little less than hate? I don't know. I don't, I've never heard that word. Well, Anybody? you are asking wrong person. I know, but it, it's everybody. They look up real quick. What is that? It just means hate. Yeah. Okay. Form a hate. Let's see real quick. Bitterness or especially when long-standing. My grandmother was the last person that I've ever heard say that. So it's mm. just been lost. Good. All right. Yeah. 27. The Lord dwells in the soul of the humble, but shameful passions fill the heart of the proud. Nothing so strengthens these passions against us as arrogant thoughts, and nothing uproots the evil herbs of the soul so effectively as blessed humility. Hence, humility is rightly called the executioner of passions. So there's another, like... Is cornerstone for foundation of spiritual life. Um, this is this is like uh, some kind of spiritual law that if uh, we don't fight against pride, so we are not going to grow. If uh, pride causes that 
person is blind to almost everything. I don't say now that that the person is not able to gain information about faith, about truth, everything, but the person is not able to uh, somehow live according this. And if he tries, it is um, in some kind of deformed way. Pride causes that um, a person is, uh, is not calling upon God for help, mercy, and forgiveness. Um, he, he doesn't do this. Uh, and if he does, it is because it is ex ex expected. You know, like, um, I had one lady, uh, I talked to one lady, still in Slovakia, she was Roman Catholic, and uh, correct me if I am wrong, because uh, I don't remember exactly how does it go, and, but uh, she was, she came with, and she complained that, you know what, I, I am not able to go through this beginning when we are saying that mea culpa, mea culpa, that, like, confessing that I am, I did something wrong, repented and she said I always go when this is I, I say this but she said there is no never this movement of real some kind of pain in my heart uh, she said that she couldn't like go through this to to go to depth of that and I think that she I told her well you are alright you know it's not about your feelings but because you are realizing that you are already fulfilling this uh, this calling to repentance you know because uh, you would not have the thoughts if you if you are not doing the correctly you would just say this and uh, many times it happens to us I, I, am, I just want to illustrate this, this blindness which pride, pride causes. That, for example, we are praying prayers uh, evening or morning, and there are a lot of the things which should move and almost shake with our soul. And we just pray that without realizing that, that, okay, how powerful it is and how demanding it is. And many times when we return back, we say, well, we were not concentrated on this. But if, yes, there is a part that we are not concentrated or we are not prepared for prayer. Our settings of heart is, is not ready for prayer. But many times it is this pride which blinds us. We do correct things, but our heart is blind towards the truth which is there. And uh, in this state of this pride, when we are blind, so we don't see what is growing in us. All these passions can grow and gain strength and to gain this 
power over us than reign over us just because we are not noticing that. And many times it is problem for, um, if you remember when we were talking about Briancha, you know, uh, this chapter, I think 11 or 12, about Pharisees. And uh, there's one part which says about this blindness, that this pride can cause in us. And uh, I just, and he, he dedicates several pages to this. Uh, and he touches this problem from each side. But it is reality. And many times it uh, uh, touches people who really do a lot of things for church. Uh, and for God in this way. That, uh, for example, if somebody works hard in some ministry, which is in the parish, and, uh, and does it very well, or uh, takes some kind of duty in the parish, or takes care of some kind of material things around the parish, or in some kind of organization, good things. But from this can come this satisfaction, which is daughter already of pride. That, and the person sees himself or herself like, okay, I am, I am doing doing something great. And and because of that, uh, he becomes or she becomes blind to own heart. And I would say that. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, especially I think the priests and bishops should be very aware of this because there's a lot of things, demanding things, which uh, not only are expected, but many times priests do just in order to fulfill their uh, vocation or, or this assignment they have and they try to do good things, and uh, they do. And But in during this way or doing that, they become, if they don't pay attention to pride, they become blind to own heart, and they stop see these passions who start to grow and fill the heart. And, then, then you can be surprised how uh, if you if you meet a friend for a for a priest. I, I I'm not criticizing. I'm saying that nobody's immune to this. And suddenly you start to notice that okay, this person was changed. And uh, but hearing so many good things about what this person is doing. You can see like clearly, and but you cannot. It, it, prayer is needed because it is. You cannot just point. Okay, you did something. <laughs> but I'm. I'm just. I'm saying this. I'm overusing this as a warning, because it, you can be involved in some kind of good works for church, for God, and. Uh, 
in this and, and you can do a lot of but it is especially time when we should guard our life uh, our heart very carefully and we have to really uh, ascribe all these good things to God's grace not to ourselves and we have to be very careful because if not it's so easy to to become proud and uh, to exercise um, the, the, the weapon against this or tool how we can protect ourselves is humility to exercise humility doesn't mean only to remove this uh, barriers which causes that we cannot grow but if we exercise humility and practice humility uh, there's a one benefit for us that we are going to experience less painful moments in our life. Why is that? Uh, St. Isaac Syrian, he says that that grace um, is connected with humility. Pain is connected with pride. And God connects it this way because he wants to help those who are proud who are proud to recognize this passion in heart so he allows them to enter to painful situations tests to make them humble to make them humble because he wants to heal this spiritual blindness and um, if we are trying to protect ourselves if we know about the spiritual law and we try to be humble not because we want to avoid these painful situations but because we want to serve correctly God we want to serve to love God in correct way so it means that we are doing that so God doesn't have, there is no need for correction if we are on good path. If we are using just this simple situation which life brings us every day and they, they um, um, cause that, they, they offer us opportunity to practice humility, if we just use that and with this, okay, I'm using that to practice to become more humble. So, so we will be protected. There will be a need for more painful situation, which would somehow turn our heart upside down, and we realize that uh, that something is wrong with us. Um, but well, be sure that. Uh, even if there is something very painful coming to uh, entering to our life, well, I would check at first. I would check hard if, well, if for, if there is not 
this passion of pride reigning somehow in my heart and without recognize without that I recognize that pride. It's very interesting that they they even these holy fathers they they well what they did like this in desert. They prayed, they work, hand handiwork some kind, but which would not take away their concentration. They were testing everything. And and after a while getting experience of of the previous generation and built on this, they really come, came to uh, understanding of the spiritual laws, how does it work. It was amazing for me to, to read in one place, I can't recall it now, probably Isaac Sin, he said that the main times this, uh, it's like when we are clumsy, you know, that not we are like everything's falling from our hands and something or we stumble and mm -hmm. we have these dead days mm -hmm. and I said well this is this is a sign that something is going wrong in your spiritual life and uh, and when you know about that if you know about that you pay attention you can acknowledge that, that oh all right I have to do something it's good to listen to them. Questions? Or? I was just going to say, it's, it's funny, out of the entire book, the field, I remember two chapters clearly. And that one is the one you're talking about, the Pharisees. It's chapter 10, seven pages. And that was, you know, amazing because he was talking so deeply about how they knew the law inside and out. And they were so filled with this, this zeal of, pride you know that i understand this better than you and they just were empty you know with the spiritual and then chapter seven was three and a half pages and it was saint anthony talking about all the pits and the traps yeah. and the only antidote was really humility he, he saw it was so vast and so many traps that you had to have that humility if you wanted to persevere yeah. another thing is that we are afraid to to be humble because we think that we are losing something but in truth uh, if we are humble we are elevated we are elevated by that uh, well anyway I one story but maybe next time okay let's 28 <clears throat> let your soul be free from evil fantasies and illuminated with thoughts of what is truly noble Constantly remember saying, a self-indulgent heart becomes a prison and a chain for the soul when it leaves this life, whereas an assiduous heart is an open door. Truly, when a pure soul leaves the body, they are guided by the angels who lead them to the life of the blessedness. But unclean and unrepentant souls will be taken in charge by the demons. Okay, so he's pointing to guarding our thoughts, how it is very important, which has to be part of this foundational spiritual life. In this text, he plays these foundations. 
and which has to be present. And when we read like that, uh, like this, this, this suggestion, guard your thoughts, it's when you realize how many thoughts you have during the day and which where everything what runs through your head, it's quite difficult and people are scared and even they don't start to guard the, uh, their thoughts. And what, uh, uh, it is true, but he is giving us um, two tools which can help uh, eliminate the majority of this uh, not good thoughts and uh, the first tool is very important it is that we should open our heart to noble thoughts and uh, we have to remind ourselves that our mind can work only with impulses which comes through our senses. We cannot think about anything else than what we received through our senses. Um, well, there is a special God's revelation and those extra visions, but still even those visions uh, are somehow accepted in our mind through things we know we already received from through senses so many times when they the saints when they are trying to describe something from these heavenly visions so they are using like worldly things to describe that so our mind can work and think only what comes as an image to our soul and then this is like material uh, for this rational level of soul on which the thoughts are coming. So, if you know this, so so it means that it depends what I am putting, letting go in. This will reflect in my thoughts. So, if I am letting in some kind of images which uh, which uh, pro uh, provoke me later to some kind of passions like I was I was listening two or three days it was like short report from uh, one crime in Slovakia done by teenager and they were saying that, well, what can we expect if uh, uh, they described this conditions family? And actually, they said, well, this young person, he was like nonstop watching like um, uh, violent movies, and he spent all time on this video games. Yes, video games uh, and full of uh, violence. So he was he was soaked with these images, with these thoughts, with this uh, uh, way of life or summer. So, uh, well, it's more complex, I would I would say, than just they 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 just put this 
to report this information. But it is true that this causes um, something, how we react, what we think, and how we talk. And St. Theodore's, he says that fill your soul with noble thoughts. It means that if we know about this law, that our intention would be to, with intention to expose our heart to noble thoughts, which the noble impulses, which can then create good thoughts or can be become barrier for bad thoughts. And uh, and everything is. Uh, this is why. If you if you come to a church, our churches should be beautiful. They should reflect this God's glory. They should be like source of these images which are coming to our soul. The same thinking, good thinking, uh, thing. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. How people sing. You know, so if you have bad cancer, so it is wrong, bad, then, you know, but but those are one part. But even outside of church, it's, it's important to feed soul with good images. And uh, the best source is spiritual reading. This is the best thing what we can do. And... Uh, and this is something what, uh, this is reason why this holy teacher of spiritual life, they insist that spiritual reading must be our everyday practice. It should be, must be, and, and they were, it was surprising for me, I, I never saw uh, the spiritual reading so important before until I started to study the Holy Fathers. I, I, I felt benefits, I, I read and everything, but I didn't realize how important it is for uh, spiritual growth. Miriam had homily on several Sundays ago, and he said, I don't know who he was citing, but he said that, well, for each book you read, which is from world, you must read five spiritual good things. And I think that, I, I don't remember uh, who said this, what he used, but I think this is so true, so true. And especially if we go out, it's so, uh, even, you can pay attention as you, as you, from your power, but you will be surprised by bad images, words, songs, and uh, acting of people, and and everything. This can become this this impulse, which later can become like impulse for your bad thoughts. And, and you can protect your, yourself as you wish, but if you are living in the world, you cannot somehow totally disconnect yourself from that. 
it, it attacks you with a warning. Mm -hmm. So this is why we even we who are in the world, we should be even like more aware of this and to put not to balance but to overweight, mm -hmm. you know, this this impulse, this good spiritual uh, reading, I would say. And and for sure, we have to protect ourselves to avoid things or places or books or movies or songs which can uh, bring not noble thoughts to our mind. And the second tool he is using is mortification of body because this is something what kills these um, passions, bodily passions, which give this impulse because if these desire or passions are awakened, so then um, our thoughts are uh, touched by that, and and we have to fight. It's difficult to fight these thoughts. Like um, you can find Isaac Syrian says this, and others too, that it's difficult to burn wood which is wet, soaked with water. It's difficult to burn. It will not start to burn if it is wet. And they make this picture, you know, that if we are paying, uh, mortifying our bodies, uh, especially they meant fasting, they meant... Uh, especially fasting, moderation, so through this, they they somehow put to order body and made them the body so wet that it start it didn't start to burn. Questions, hands, nothing. What to add? Okay, so twenty nine. Beautiful is the head adorned with precious diadem. Set with Indian stones and lustrous pearls, but incomparable, more beautiful is a soul rich in the knowledge of God, illuminated by the most lucid contemplation, and having the Holy Spirit dwelling within it. Who can adequately describe the beauty of that blessed soul? Maybe this text. At least it was for me that when I read this, um, uh, it uh, so it caused that I recalled memories of people who somehow touched me. That okay, you you can feel that the person is holy, or has this virtue, is patient, or humble, or whatever virtue recognizes the person, and. Uh, we realize that these these signs of virtues, these signs of holiness, is the result of very hard battle, struggle. They had to struggle to to uh, patiently and to to reach this level of um, some kind of perfectness. But uh, we usually when we 
we, we say about these people we meet that, well, uh, we can feel that the person is filled with God's grace, that the grace is present there. It's so almost visible, you know, that, uh, that it's, I don't know, you, I think that you can, even I don't like these words, you can feel that, but you feel that. That that it is about you are next to a very special person, and uh, and and this is true because we are image. We were created on likeness and uh, image of our God, and uh, a spiritual life uh, we should see as a path and if we walk on this path we are purifying this image and likeness with God and so more we make progress so more this image and this likeness of God is some kind of more visible in us and uh, and this is what other people can feel. You cannot hide that. Like Christ is talking about that. Um, how that translation? You cannot hide the light. In basket. What? In a basket. Yeah. In your basket. Ah, uh, not this one. Well, anyway, I can I can recall that how to, exactly. So, so it means that that what I mean is that that you cannot hide what is in you; it will be visible. And more you are going closer to God and purifying your soul and heart more this God's grace which is in you will be visible for the others. Now, how to walk on this on this path because we know that well this is our goal but we don't want to, we, many times we don't know how to grow um, really fast. There is one good, uh, one good thing we have to remember that if we want to grow spiritually, at first we have to give up something. It is impossible to grow without losing something. And uh, especially if we want to uh, come to this likeness, to this image of God. We want to purify our soul to reach this likeness with God. So it means that we have to put aside every sin what, what causes that this image is not visible now. So it's very important to know ourselves. To, to to come to knowledge of our heart. We we might be 
we and we have to be very open to to ourselves and almost uh, very critical because it might be it might be not pleasant to admit what is in me, but without this um, admitting, we are not we don't know what we can what we should put aside. Um, my grandmother from my from mother's side, she was great lady and she was comedian. Um, what I am saying why I'm saying that because she worked very hard but she loved fun. So if there was like free time and so she was like soul of each company. If there were like among like ladies, so she had to lead, sing, talk, she had she knew a lot of stories, she was like star. It was funny about these babas, you know, when they met and she was like big boss <laughs> among them. But in good ways she she liked to laugh and and um, one, so what she did once was that they 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 started a club of uh, those who are in retirement. Um, it was something, but um, so what they prepared once was some kind of like program, some kind of show to present how it life was like 30, 40 years ago. This happy customs, you know, in the village and everything. So they prepared this presentation and all like village was uh, invited for that. My grandmother, she was like leader of this whole group. And at that time, these first video cameras came were available finally in uh, Czechoslovakia. And so um, she asked my uh, my brother because he's more technical than I am. Is that she, she told me I would like to record that, you know, way we have memories. So my brother at the time we didn't have a camera at the time, but he some from got somewhere from somewhere camera, and he recorded that. It was nice, nice show. And. Then we found this player after a while, and we played this show for her, and she was laughing, 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 and in that, in the end, she said, "Well, I would never tell and admit that my mouth didn't shut up, that I was talking non-stop, stop, and story by story, that, and, and but it was serious moment. It was not that she was joking about." I think that watching, when she was watching herself, she came to some kind of understanding that, that oh, this is not good, that this is not correct. And, and she was serious a little bit about it. She's, well, and I think that it was really a moment for me that, that okay, when I realized she recognized her way of life as a not good at the moment that this talking 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 talkiness 
when you talk a lot of, is not good. And, uh, and probably it was the first time in her life, I think, when she realized that, well, it's not correct. And, and many times we have to use this situation in life, which life offers us, when we suddenly somehow look on our life like if the life was recorded and we so see from like strangers our life and we realize, okay, this is not right, this is not right, this is not right. And, and it might be painful, although we can, or we can uh, experience shame, but it's okay. We actually, we should be thankful to God that we learned something about ourselves. And then, then we can lose this. I think from my grandmother, it would be too loose to start to be more silent. It didn't happen. But, well, uh, it should be something that we should try to eliminate from our life. To lose that, maybe we can grow. All right. So I would I will like to stop here because then next next part is not it's longer a little bit so we would not fit that and and I we have so many on vacation people today so I don't want them to miss that. Well, thank you very much. We will finish here for today.